Well, got a little bit of a different 10 minutes of truth today. I uh, have been thinking about just doing some different topics. Um, not just, you know, places where I'm studying, but places where I have studied. Um, you know, kind of things that I've had to come to the conclusion on because of, uh, you know, issues I've faced, whether those be family or, you know, uh, attacks on, on uh, social media, um, you know, um, things that I've had, I've been pulled into in churches, you know, whatever. And so I wanted to, I want to, I thought about what do we, what do we need to kind of go through? Okay. What does the scripture say, for instance, about, um, homosexuality, same sex, same sex romantic relationships? What is the, um, you know, what do the scriptures say about these kinds of, you know, hot topics, so to speak, so to speak, you know, that are going on in our, in our community today. And so, um, I got a number of women in ministry. I get asked on that one a lot, you know, and, uh, you know, the term apostle, does it still exist today? You know, uh, what did this, what does the scriptures say about the prophetic and what, what's that, you know, what's a prophet? Is there a new Testament prophet? Um, you know, alcohol, tobacco, these kinds of things. I don't know. I thought about doing some just kind of these little 10 minutes of truth, um, topic oriented and uh, put them on our, uh, put them on our, on our pod beam here, our podcast and just, Let's see how they go. But today, so I wanted to start on this one. I, I, ran in, I ran into it again today. I run into it all the time. It's the issue of judging. Now, it normally, this, this, this controversy surrounding don't judge. You're not supposed to judge people. That comes up in the church and it comes up from people who are religious, meaning that they may not go to church, but they're familiar with Christianity. Um, but people from other faiths like Islam, they don't have any problem judging, or Hinduism, okay, um, or people from the world. So people from other faiths or people of the world, people that are not, you know, any way kind of tied to Christianity, they don't seem to have an issue with it. Okay, so, you know, if you're, you know, people just in the world in general, come on, man, they don't, they don't have a problem making judgments. They judge all the time. It's the people that are religious and people that are in church who are perhaps, I guess I would just say they're religious and they don't know it. They have a problem with judging. So I want to clear this up. When you come into the New Testament, there are three main words for judging. By the way, I have a Facebook. Uh, you could probably find it somewhere. Um, but anyway, I, there are three main <laughs> Let me finish that thought. You, I have a Facebook uh, whole deal on this. I think I do a video on this. I did this a while ago. But anyway, just here, uh, there are three main words for judge in the New Testament. Crino, crema, and crisis. And they're all aspects, elements of judging. I want to deal today with um, crino. Crino is, is by far the main um, verb um, for judging in the New Testament, you know, where we hear don't judge or the action of judging. Um, it's, it's the word used in, in John chapter three, um, verse 17, you know, of course the whole famous John three sixteen. that's actually verses three sixteen through 18 is the entire context. 
Jesus says he's come to love. He gave his life for the world that, you know, people can be saved. And then he says in verse 17, which is so wonderful, for God did not send his son into the world to crino the world, but to save the world through him. So that word in our NIV in multiple translations, and I didn't pull up multiple translations, but I, I, I'm pretty sure they almost all say condemn. You know, let me look up the NASB really quick here. So John 3, 17 in the East English Standard Version, for God did not send his son into the world to, con to condemn the world. So it's, it's translated condemn there as well. Go, I'll go and do one more really quickly in the NASB. And it reads, for God did not send his son into the world to judge the world. So it's actually translated judge there. The idea is, is that of condemn. Okay, Condemn, so this word can be translated condemn. But as you see in the NASB, it can also be translated judge. It really depends on the context. Context is king in when translating any or, or seeking to understand any, any passage of Scripture. You can make anything say anything it wants. Or, excuse me, you can say anything. Um, you can make anything say what you want it to say. You can make any verse say what you want it to say um, just by taking it out of context. I mean, and that's the same in our English terminology. So, uh, run. For example, um, you know, um, I tell my wife I'm going to go for a run. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Well, I can put that into another context and talk talk about how my nose from time to time will run, you know, or that I'm going to run down to the store. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Those are all different, you know, aspects of running that that term run takes on in the context. So context means everything, and it's the same in Greek. It's the same in Greek. The context determines how you translate the word. And so, you know, pretty much every scholar, whether you translate it like as the NASB does as uh, judge or the ESV, NIV, and New LT, NLT, and, uh, you know, they translate it condemn. The idea of condemn is a finality of judgment, okay? Jesus did not come to condemn the world. Um, which means put them beyond the possibility of being saved. Christ, Jesus did not come to condemn the world, and Christians do not condemn. So no, you don't walk up to anybody and say, you're not worthy of being saved. You're done. Last shot, it's over. You're condemned. That's Jesus didn't come to do that, and, and we don't do that. The church never does that. Okay, But does that, does that mean we never judge? How else is this word used? Get this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15, you can look this up on your own, or if you have your Bible handy, grab it. 1 Corinthians 10, 15, Paul says, I speak to sensible people. What's he talking about? I'm speaking to people that are, hey, they're intelligent. You can figure this out. You can understand this. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. In other words, come on, man, make a judgment. Now, in this verse, it's not translated, same word, Crino, it's not translated condemn, it's translated judge. Okay? Even in the ESV, I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. In the NASB, it's the same idea. I speak to wise men. You judge what I say. 
So in this, he's not talking about like a, a condemnation, a moment of putting someone in this category or that, okay? Like you are condemned, can't be saved, that's where you are, that's that category, okay? It's used that way in verse 16. Jesus did not come to put someone in that category. He did not come to condemn the world, he came to save it. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15, the, I mean, he actually commanded, that's, that's, a, um, that's, a, that's a verb and that's in the imperative mood. I speak to sensible people, judge for yourselves. He's actually commanding the church to judge. Come on, man, make a judgment. In verse, this is even stronger. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, he goes on this long, listen to this. I'm just going to read it slow, but listen to this. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 9. Paul says, I have written you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. He says, listen, I've written you guys about this. Stop hanging out with, you know, perverse people. Listen to what he says. Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters. If that were the case, you would have to leave this world. So he's not talking about people that don't go to church. He's saying, listen, stop associating with immoral people. And I'm not talking about, you know, the guy down at the gas station that you see every time you go in to get gas. You can't avoid people of the world because they're in the world. This is the principle. Paul's getting at the principle of being in the world, but not of the world. He goes on in verse 11. He says, but now I'm writing you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother but is sexually immoral or greedy or idolater or slanderer or drunkard or swindler. With such a man, don't even eat. He says, listen, I'm talking about, now think about this. Our American culture, our religious culture, man, they get so hung up. Oh, you shouldn't judge. Dude, Paul is saying, don't do this. Make a judgment. Come on, man, make a judgment. Do not hang out with anybody who is sexually immoral, greedy, idolater, slanderer, drunkard, swindler, Come on, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. Don't even eat with them. Then he says this in verse 12. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Dude, we're not supposed to judge the world. That's not our prerogative. They're not Christians. I don't. Ex in other words, I don't expect the world to act like Christians. Dude, they're of the world. Come on, man. I don't expect for them to act like Christians. They don't have the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 13, God will judge those outside expel the wicked man from among you. We are called to make judgments. And I tell people this all the time. I mean, listen, if you're a mom and you're listening to this, you make judgments all the time. Uh, you judge what your, your kids watch. You judge what they eat. You judge who they hang out with. Um, you judge who watches them when you're away. You know, you make all kinds of judgments. And it's, the, that's, I mean, it's a part of making decisions in this world. You judge right from wrong. You know, we live in such a passive, you know, wimpy society that we somehow within the body of Christ can't look at someone and say, dude, you shouldn't be watching that. Come on, man. No, 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 you shouldn't, you shouldn't divorce your husband. I mean, come on, man. You shouldn't be talking like that. You shouldn't use that language. You shouldn't be drinking that, that much alcohol. You shouldn't be getting drunk. Come on, man, you should, be, you should be tithing. You should be participating in ministry. And we, we can't do that. We live in such a politically correct, washed out religious world. Come on, man, that's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom. 
And, and, and when we, and it's interesting, I hear people all the time, well, you're not supposed to judge. Well, maybe you're supposed to read your Bible because that's clearly not what the scriptures say. We are called to make judgments in love. Dude, I love you. I love you. A parent who loves their child disciplines their child and makes judgments about their behavior and their activities. I mean, they just do They're, the way they talk, even the way they think. You, 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 you challenge that in love. Why? Because you love them. If you don't love your kids, let them do whatever they want. So I want, I want to address this. I'm, I'm tired of, of running into the, oh, you shouldn't judge. Well, you, you know, you shouldn't neglect reading your Bible because clearly every letter in our New Testament I mean, is filled with Paul, James, John, that are make they're making Luke, they're making judgments. They're making judgments. You shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. Jesus did that. I mean, he told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Come on, man. We're supposed to judge. So let's not cop out. Let's not cop out, man. I mean, if you don't want to, if you want to be a wimp and and you know, you want to be a wuss and just, you know. Uh, just kind of hide and and just stick your head in the sand and you don't love people enough to to speak truth in love and walk behind walk beside people and in, in in accountability and relationship then just just say that but don't twist the scriptures to say that we're not supposed to judge so uh, this is now on my podcast and people can listen to it and you can forward this to other people and put it on your Facebook or whatever but dude come on we got to we got the church is in it we're in a season this is November um, okay, late November 2021, and we're, dude, we're in a season, I believe, where the church is, God's given the church a backbone, you know? We've lived in, a, in an American, just literally, pathetically weak church. Show up to church on Sunday, you're a Christian kind of a thing. Come on, man, we got to get past that. The kingdom is bigger than that, man. We're children of the Most High God, the DNA of the Father in our veins, and uh, we're, to be, we're to be royalty, Royalty in the spiritual realm, taking back cities, loving the unlovable. Jesus, I, I find this interesting. Jesus said in the last days, man, the love of most will grow cold. Well, the church is to be defined by love. That tells us that in the last days, the church is going to cease to be the church. They're going to cease to be the church, man. So, hey, I want to encourage you. I'm not just giving you, I'm not just giving you a sword to go in and start tearing people down. But, man, you can speak to people in love and say, hey, man, I love you. I've been, come on, man. We, you know, you're better than that, you know? Come on, we can't be doing that. Come on, you know better than that. Look what the scriptures say. Dude, come on. In love, you earn the right to speak into people's lives. So Paul did. Well, I hope that helps, help that makes sense. And uh, I hope that you're walking in victory, man. So this is on judgment and um, on judging. And so we'll do another one. I'll do another one here in a couple days, maybe. And maybe we'll just have a series of these. We'll, I'll splash them in between our studies. And uh, we'll go after some of the confusing aspects of Christianity. All right, man. Peace. For more information, visit www.jeremiahbullock.com. That's www.jeremiahbullock.com.